Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. They let him back in. Let's step into the ring. Welcome to In This Ring. The greatest wrestling podcast in the history of the universe. And now, Joe Pizzapia. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to In This Ring, the greatest wrestling podcast in the history of the universe. It is you, and it's me, and we're talking all things wrestling here on the In This League podcast network. Don't forget to join the ITL Army over on Patreon, and of course, to subscribe to In This Ring wherever you get your pods. I am there. We are there. So go check that out. Also, you can follow us on the Twitter machine at In This Ring and at Joe Pisa PS17. So we've got a lot to unpack here. We have the return of Bray Wyatt. We have uh, Extreme Rules results. We have the return of the Good Brothers, Brock Lesnar. Oh my God, so many returns in WWE. It's starting to feel like AEW. Let's see if they actually book these wrestlers instead of just bringing them back for a pop and then letting them go into oblivion. We also had a huge title change. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about people in AEW fighting backstage again with Sammy Guevara again, and a whole lot more because there's a lot to talk about here, of course, with the wrestling world. And let's just start with it. Let's start with Extreme Rules, shall we? It was a uh, it was a classic B-level pay-per-view. This was good. Would I watch it again? Probably never. No. Um, it was entertaining. It wasn't great. Nothing on here, I would say, was particularly amazing except for one thing the good old-fashioned donnie brook match the brawling brutes versus imperium and my goodness the brawling brutes were uh, i gotta tell you i still think ridge holland is is not gonna be a thing ever but pete dunn aka butch so entertaining imperium's just miraculously good all three of them are just great everybody knows how i feel about gunter Oh, I wish he was just Walter. If, I don't understand why everyone could go back to their regular names except for Walter. Why can't Walter be Walter again? I just want him to be Walter. I just don't like Gunter. It's a stupid name. Anyway, I don't think Sheamus has ever been so over in his life. Who would have thought that would have happened? But strange things happen in wrestling. And you know what? This has been great. Uh, I'm here for it. I know this is the blow off. The right team won. You got to give the Brutes a victory here to build them up. Imperium still going to look strong. It was a great match. It was brutal. It was bloody. It was... Uh, just hard hitting, good use of the props, which sometimes, you know, the props are just too goofy and, you know, extreme rules is always not my favorite thing anyway. You know me, I'm more of a purist. I like one of those matches on a card. I don't like six of them. So that's, that's just me. It's not my, not my deal. But anyway, this was great. It was the first thing. And the problem was it was the first thing. So the bar got set really high and everything else was just fine. Like it was just fine for the most part. But this first match, like if you just watch one thing and you didn't watch this, just go watch this. You go watch this. You could speed up through and just watch the last 10 minutes of Finn Bauer and Edge because it was uh, way too long. It was a half hour. It need not have been a half hour. It was. It was too long. You could watch the last five minutes of Riddle and Rollins. I mean, you could fly through this pay-per-view and just watch the last five minutes of every match and it's pretty good. But don't fly through the Brawling Brutes and the good old-fashioned Donnybrook. I never knew what a Donnybrook match was until a couple weeks ago. 
when they had one on SmackDown, and now we got another one, so it's great. Uh, let's get to the Women's SmackDown Championship match. Ronda Rousey defeats Liv Morgan. After the match, Liv Morgan is seen uh, on her own in the darkness. Is she joining the Wyatt Six? I don't know. Is she going heel? Probably. That's good. This is a good thing. It's time to embrace that for Liv Morgan. I think that's more where she is. You know, you can't get far nowadays with the good old-fashioned... I'm so happy I'm champion. I've worked so hard to get there. It just doesn't connect with the people. It just doesn't. So it did for a short while more with Liv Morgan than a lot of other people I've seen babyface wise in a very long time. But they kind of screwed the pooch there. Like they just they didn't do it correctly. It was just kind of eh, pushed in a weird way. And and now you have Ronda Rousey as champ, which is where you want to be. So now you can build up to Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch now. So if you have Cody Rhodes and Becky Lynch winning the Royal Rumble, that's a perfectly good situation there for everybody. Everybody's very happy. And I think we are going to get Ronda and and, uh, Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. I do think that's where we're going with this. I assume Becky's going to be the face there, but we shall see. But this is by far the best Ronda Rousey. They booked her like Stone Cold. I said it like last week. And what a surprise. It works. I mean, let her just be her. Stop giving her these stupid scripted promos. She's a terrible actor, but she is a she's a very authentic person, Ronda Rousey. She's a phenomenal athlete and an authentic person. My God, that lock that she had Liv Morgan in the end was brutal looking. That looked like an enormous amount of pain. I'd, I'd go sit in a dark room after that, too. I can only hope that in the interim we get Ronda Rousey versus Shayna Baszler and we could resurrect the career of Shayna Baszler. That would be great. Maybe Shayna Baszler is the woman we add in potentially to the OC, that would be nice. They need a woman, uh, a formidable woman at that, to go ahead and match up with Rhea Ripley. That's my vote. More to come on that. The strap match between Karrion Cross and Drew McIntyre. I feel like, you know, Drew McIntyre deserves a break. You know, he lost to Roman Reigns. There was a moment there where he could have taken one of the belts off Roman. We didn't do that. I understand why. I'm fine with it. It was still a very good match. You know, now you're going to have him lose to Karrion Cross here. And Karrion Cross is just not a great in-ring worker. He is a great attraction. He's an entrance, a look, the girl, the whole package there. Scarlet, you know, they... professional wrestling is sports entertainment. And he does that. Is he a great professional wrestler? No. I don't know if he's capable of having a great match. And this wasn't it. So maybe it's time for Drew to go away and come back as a heel. Maybe that would be the thing to do. We, I don't know. Let's see what happens here with Drew McIntyre. He deserves a break. He's been working very hard for a very long time. Raw Women's Championship ladder match. We had Bianca Belair uh, defeating Bailey, who then took another loss on Raw, which I thought was odd, to the Poison Pixie, Candice LeRae. I don't know why we're jobbing out Bailey right now. In fact, I thought this might be an opportunity for Bailey to take a belt. Uh, so let's see what happens there. Uh, unless damage control is turning on her sooner than later. And you get Sasha Banks back with Bailey to go against them for the tag championships. Ooh, that would be good. Wouldn't that be fun? It's a little fantasy booking there. But I don't want this group to break up right away. So that's fine. So let's just keep them together. Let's keep Bailey and Bianca fighting. Let's figure out what we're doing. The problem is, I don't know where you go after the ladder match. And this had some cool spots in it. You know, it's, with the ladder matches, you kind of much feel like every time you've seen it all. The one thing I really liked is they both went for ladders right away and went for the belt. Yes, it's a ladder match. There's the belt. Go get it. Why are you wrestling in the ring? I wish I'd see more furious going after the belt early with ladder stuff in the ladder matches because I think it would just set the tone better. They kind of did that here. I like this. I also like some of the other spots they did. Creativity, very great. Uh, Bailey took a couple big bumps in this one. Finn Balor versus Edge. 
Oh, shout out to my boy Mason who nailed this ending here with Beth Phoenix would get involved and that's the only way Edge would quit. I should have thought better of that. Mason, you crushed it. Good job, buddy. And of course, we love interacting with you. I, I love interacting with all the wrestling fans who listen to this podcast. So hit me up on the Twitter machine in this ring. Joe Pizzo Pia 17. Got something you want me to see that maybe I haven't seen or go back and watch. I'll watch it. We'll, we'll talk about it here on the show. But Mason, you crushed it. You nailed the ending to this match and it was a good one. He had the I quit. You had Beth Phoenix who, look, Beth Phoenix looks like she could still go. I mean, I know she's had some sporadic moments in the ring the last few years. Um, I'd love to see her have one more run, one more WrestleMania match. You know, maybe it is her and Rhea Ripley eventually. Maybe you do get to that. I don't know. It's great that we're building Finn Bauer back as a star. More to come on that in a second. And then the fight pit match, Matt Riddle and Seth Rollins. It was, this match got better when they went up to the top. There's no doubt about that. And, uh, look, it was good. I enjoyed it. That finish, I thought he might have destroyed all of Seth Rollins' ribs. Maybe it was just the sound of the cage rattling. I don't know what it was. But I like the fight pit because I like that platform up top. It's fun. Um, So, like I said, it was a good pay-per-view. I like the Triple H watermark gimmick. Back in the day, we had this with Gargano and Ciampa. I would think the pay-per-view is over and then extra things happen. I like this. And then we had, of course, the lights go out. We had the Bray Wyatt return. We had the... Living Funhouse characters all out there in different spots of the arena, which was great. This was all fantastically done. This was great theater. And eventually you had Wyatt come back, and I'm glad he wasn't The Fiend, because I think that's over and done. You can't go back to the well, and and The Fiend is a very difficult character to book. Supernatural characters are, because if they can teleport, then why can't they win every match? Like, it's just, it's no good. It's it's difficult to book for a long period of time. So Bray Wyatt is back. We'll see if he's back with friends. It seems like Bo Dallas might be back with him. That would be fun. Maybe a real Wyatt family after all these years finally getting together. Bray Wyatt's a complicated piece for me. Uh, Bray Wyatt is a miraculously gifted, creative guy. It's hard to know what we've seen with Bray Wyatt that was... Good Bray Wyatt ideas, good Vince McMahon ideas, bad Vince McMahon ideas, bad Bray Wyatt ideas. It's all hard to know, but we're going to find out real soon in these next few months, which is which, because this is his opportunity. Again, I didn't see all of him, but from what I saw of Bray Wyatt, he did not look like he was in the best shape. That also is a problem for me. And it's not because everybody has to be looking like Bobby Lashley. Everybody knows that. It's the same thing with Kevin Owens. He's a big guy. There's nothing wrong with being a big guy. Working heavy is different than working big. It's hard to work big. Okay? It's really hard. He's out of shape. All right, so that this is a problem here, if he is, because this is not the kind of, you know, we have Braun Strowman coming back looking like a million bucks. I'm not saying he has to look like Braun Strowman, but look at the difference in body type of Kevin Owens from now and, like, go back to the COVID days. I mean, KO kind of let himself go there for a while. And I understand, like, I mean, you know, people struggle with weight, other things like that. But this is your job, and your job as a professional wrestler, as an athlete. You've got to take good care of yourself. Because the last thing you want to do is come back and then have an injury, right? The last thing you want is to come back and everyone excited for you and not be able to perform into in the ring the way people's expectations are. And we've seen it with different people. Classic case in point, Tony Storm did an amazing job of getting herself in shape for AEW. 
But when she came back to NXT after COVID, she was not in good shape. And it took her a long time to get there. Same thing with Ember Moon. Same thing with KO. There's been other people in the last couple of years like that too. And then you see other people come back in better shape than you've ever seen them before. It's kind of your job. That's, that's your deal. You are a professional athlete, whether you like it or not. You're not just a sports entertainer. Now, Bray Wyatt is a character that I enjoyed, you know, the incarnation of the Swamp People, Bray Wyatt family stuff. It was fun. It was unique. It was different. The Fiend in the Funhouse was super fun, but again, it just becomes really a complicated booking situation. So it seemed like it just got muddy and it just, I don't know. It just, we all know what happened at, I think it was Extreme Rules, actually, if memory serves. I know Hell in a Cell, right? Where, you know, it was Hell in a Cell and Bray Wyatt, all of a sudden, you know, the Fiend gets piled on a million chairs and they they stop the mat. Like, what? How, how do they do that? And I know that's not the ending the guys wanted. I understand that. So I am going to be cautiously optimistic. It was a great crowd reaction. It was a great piece of theater. The way they brought him back, everything about that, you know, the one thing Triple H does understand is the theatricality of wrestling, whether it be carrying Cross's entrance, his own entrance back in the day. It's about presentation. And it's one thing Triple H has a great creative mind and the people around him that he, he likes to work with are great at creating a feel and a presentation of people. Because the presentation is a big part of it. The in-ring presentation is on the athlete, but the presentation of them at the top of the ramp is equally important and away from the ramp. So all in all, B-level pay-per-view, that's fine. Let's get to the Raw recap, though. We did not get Bray Wyatt. We're going to get him on SmackDown. We did get the replay of what was going on. Uh, We did get another amazing segment with the Bloodline and Jey Uso and Sami Zayn and all that. That was a fun main event with... Matt Riddle and Sami Zayn. It was the 25th anniversary of DX. No Billy Gunn. The uh, Corey Graves comment was actually funny about he's doing something with office equipment. Scissor me, daddy ass. Oh my God. That scissor stuff is hilarious. Um, That's the most over thing in AEW is the scissor me, daddy ass. That tells you the state of AEW right now. But I digress. Uh, We also had a, I would say the highlight of this show was absolutely the Finn Balor stuff with um, with AJ Styles and hugging him. You think, okay, maybe they're getting back together, but no, he says, I wasn't talking to you. And then the club comes back and that's great. Gals Anderson coming back. And now you've got, what I love about this is whenever you have factions, you have um, match combinations. You could do singles matches. You could do tag matches. You could do three on three. It gives you opportunities and outs. And I would love to see them build up to a Survivor Series here where we add a woman and we have a full out match between these two groups. So I would love to see this. This would be great. I mean, you could get Mysterio in with that group, add a woman to it. Maybe add one more heel to, you know, the Judgment Day group in that stable, at least temporarily. And and you go running from there. That's good. Our Gargano getting a victory, also good. My Johnny Wrestling shirt came last week. I'm super excited. I wore it already. And uh, Gargano and Austin Theory, I mean, that's just, look, that's just good wrestling. It's good times. It's great. So OC comes back. That's fantastic. We also had a huge return. Brock Lesnar. Nobody saw this coming. So Brock Lesnar shows up, beats the crap out of Bobby Lashley. I love this booking. This is so great. Brock Lesnar doesn't need a reason to come back. He just comes back, beats the crap out of Bobby Lashley. Seth Rollins shows up and says, hey, 
come on, you're supposed to fight me. Bobby Lashley can't move his arm. It's so great because he got the crap beat out of him by Brock Lesnar. And Seth Rollins finally hits him with that line. I thought you were a soldier, Bobby. Oh, no, you've insulted Bobby Lashley. He is a soldier. He turns around. He loses to Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins is the new United States champion. And look, I think Bobby Lashley had a good run here. Uh, Bobby Lashley, maybe you move him up to that top card level here. And you run him there from now till January, and you can get away with that. But you know we're going to get Brock Lesnar. We're going to get uh, Brock and Bobby Lashley at Crown Jewel in a few weeks. That belt match does not need a belt. It's just two beefy boys beating the crap out of each other, and I'm here for it. Let's go. So that's great. And I, I, I never thought I'd say this. I enjoy Brock Lesnar. Cowboy Brock Lesnar is just the best Brock Lesnar. I don't know. Again, just let people be them. That's what you want to do. Um... So all good things there. We also had a big return on SmackDown too. I don't want to forget about that. We had Zelina Vega coming back and returning with Legado del Fantasma. Oh yeah. So I'm a big fan. And I think that this is a good move. Now here's the thing. It sucks for Electra Lopez because she was supposed to be part of that. And I guess the day before they said, yeah, you know what? Zelina Vega is probably better. And you know what? They're right. Zelina is probably a better person for that faction. I like these factions. I like factions. It's good. There's too many factions in AEW. I don't want to get too faction-y at WWE. It's starting to almost push that level. But I also think what we're doing is we're building up tag teams now. Because eventually we're going to get to a place where we have to take the belts off the Usos, right? It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. There's no tag team division because the Usos have all the belts. So there's no tag team division that really exists in Raw or SmackDown. So what you got to start doing is you can build them through factions. You bring them up. You get them exposure. You have all this stuff going on. And then you're going to have the Viking Raiders. And by the way, it looks like Sarah Logan's back. Ugh, roll my eyes. Ugh, not a fan. But they've got a girl with them too. They've they've got now Legado del Fantasma with Zelina Vega. I like all these factions that have multi-gender in it. It's good. It gives you variables. You could do mixed tag matches. You could do lots of different storylines and have lots of people involved in lots of things. Giving yourself outs and booking is a great idea. And I love Santos Escobar. Joaquin Wilde and Raul Mendoza are very talented. Um, uh, although maybe he's Cruz del Toro. And I don't know what he is now. Now he's Cruz del Toro. So I thought he was Raul Mendoza still, but I forgot he's not. Anyway, Santos Escobar, huge fan. Love this guy. They are going to make Santos Escobar what Andrade should have been. And they're going to do it. And, and trust me, Triple H is going to do it. And Santos Escobar is a much better promo than Andrade. Andrade is a better wrestler. Andrade is an amazing in-ring performer. He needs a manager. He needs a mouthpiece. 
And that's fine. Some guys just do, and they ain't mad at it. We'll get to him in a second. But Santos Escobar has a chance to be very special here. And SmackDown's getting some really cool stuff going on with it. You've also got, uh, you know, B-Fab and, you know, Top Dalla and Ashante there, too. The hit Rogue group. Man, I wish they had Swerve. Swerve was the highlight of AEW for me last night. But let's get to AEW, shall we? Shall we, boys and girls? Let's talk a little AEW. Let's talk about Sammy Guevara again running his mouth. And Sammy Guevara better watch himself. Because I don't think picking fights with Eddie Kingston... And Andrade is a good idea for Sammy Guevara's health. I really don't. I mean, if I do bet money in a real fight, I'm not betting my money on Sammy Guevara in either of those, especially not against Andrade. Andrade uh, grew up tough. <laughs> so Andrade, you know, Andrade knows exactly what he's doing. He wants to go back to WWE with Triple H. He wants to go back with his wife, Charlotte Flair. He wants to be back there. So he's trying to find ways to get out of it. And I, I, Tony Khan's in a weird spot here because if Tony Khan just sends him home for the next four years or however many years are left on his contract and just paying him, it's a waste of money. It's a waste. Uh, If he fires him, he's sending the message then to everybody else. If you want to be out of here, all you got to do is get in a fight. Also a precarious situation. I don't think Alistair Black wants to be there. Alistair Black has a lot of issues. He, I mean, God bless him. Like, I hope he is okay. Head wide space. I mean, everybody struggles with mental illness. It's, it's a, it's a real thing for everybody. So hopefully he's getting it straight. But I knew years ago about him from on the inside, from people that I've worked with and people that I know who worked with him that, you know, he had a very sensitive guy. He has a lot of, you know, it's just, he's a very sensitive guy. (laughs) I'll just leave it that way. And he has a lot of feelings, a lot of emotions. And this is a hard business to have that, you know, because it is tough. The dirt sheets are tough. The public is tough. Twitter's tough. Your coworkers are tough. Your bosses are, it's a tough world. You have to have a thick skin. So it's kind of a tough world to be thin skinned and that's okay. It's okay to be thin skinned. It's who you are, but it's a tough path. You've chosen then to be in this world. If I was Tony Khan, I would send the message of, I want people who want to be here, here. I would absolutely just do a mass release of people. I would pull what WWE pulled on me and try to send them a bunch of guys to see, okay, now you go pay a bunch of guys, you know, but the WWE can afford to. That's the only difference. Maybe that'll cause more chaos and booking problems and drama and nonsense in their locker room. Vince McMahon knew what he was doing, folks. <laughs> You know, the crazy old man, one more time, just showed you, you know, he didn't get to that spot accidentally. He knew what he was doing, releasing all the talent he released that he didn't think was going to make any needle moving moves in his company. And you know what? It created chaos in the other one and it continues to do so. But if I'm Tony Khan at this point, the people who love AEW love the fact that the AEW guys want to be in AEW. So it's going to be really hard to get over anybody who doesn't want to be there. Because it's a very niche product still. So just let them go. Especially the guys who both have spouses in the other company. I think that's your out with everybody else. You say, look, if you don't want to be here, you're under contract, it's different. But you know what? I'm not going to ruin someone's life for this job. If it's going to put a strain on someone's personal life and marriage to be working here while the other person's spouse is in another wrestling company where they were, where they probably wanted to be in the first place, but they got released. It makes a ton of sense to just say, I'm doing it for them. 
I'm doing it for their personal well-being. This is not a business decision. It's a personal decision. I think you can get away with that because those two situations are very unique. You can't do that with Swerve or Keith Lee or anybody else, but it doesn't seem like Keith Lee wants to go. Although Mia Yim, I heard, is in talks with Triple H to come back because her impact deal, I guess, expired. So Mia Yim would be a great addition and that would be the first salvo to getting Keith Lee back around too, which you might be able to do. Uh, but look, is what it is at this point. Sammy Guevara, you know, <laughs> Sammy Guevara needs to be checked. And eventually somebody's going to check him. And Andrade, I mean, look, that whole situation was set up and we know what's come of it now. Ever, you know, sent home. How do you send home Andrade but not send home Sammy Guevara? Well, Sammy Guevara then gets in the main event. Sammy Guevara gets the pin, the whole thing. That doesn't make any sense to me. That's a problem. That's like a lawsuit waiting to happen. And eventually you are going to get lawyers involved here if Tony Khan doesn't make a choice here to just say, you know what? You don't want to be here. Your wife's over there. Just go. Just go. I'm going to release you today. And the deal is you can't compete for 90 days. And, you know, you bury him a little bit on the back end. You make a deal. Same thing with Aleister Black. You make a deal. Now, let's talk a little bit about AEW Dynamite. It's in Canada. Renee Paquette has returned, which is great. She's a breath of fresh air there. I thought she was going to be on commentary when they said commentary, but no, she's going to be their backstage person. That's fine. I liked Renee on commentary. I thought she did a good job on there, but she's probably more amenable to doing that backstage role. And she's very good at it. She's wonderful at it. I'm very happy to have her on. It enhances the product. There's no doubt about that. So it was good to have her back. Uh, I noticed they were calling Jungle Boy Jungle Boy Jack Perry a lot now, which it doesn't matter what you call him. He still looks like he's a teenager. And it again, you can't have him beat Luchasaurus. So you didn't. There's nowhere for Jungle Boy to go, except back to the independence, as far as I'm concerned. And I know that sounds really harsh. I'm sure he's a really good guy. But I don't know. He's just not. He's not a pillar of AEW. OK, you know what I'm saying? And Luchasaurus needs to lose the mask and become a real wrestler at this point. Like. He's a dinosaur, for God's sakes. Ugh, I don't know. Uh, the biggest news from this was, of course, Pac having a main event match with Orange Cassidy, who he just beat a few weeks ago, and now he's going to wrestle again. And now, wouldn't you know it, after all these tries, we finally put the uh, Mid-Atlantic, or All-Atlantic, whatever the hell it's called, All-Atlantic, <laughs> Mid-Atlantic, that's a wrestling company, the All-Atlantic champion, which I thought was supposed to be the feel of like, you know, some of these wrestlers from foreign countries kind of a deal, you know, sort of highlighting the world of wrestling. What do we do? We put it on the whitest guy ever, Orange Cassidy. <laughs> and I, I like Orange Cassidy. I don't love Orange Cassidy like some people do, and that's okay. I like Orange Cassidy. He's amusing. It's fun. I used to argue with Nate all the time about this. Nate hated Orange Cassidy. I didn't. I The shtick is fun. But when you have the guy who looks like Pac, who's supposed to be this badass, looks like a murderer, I don't know, taking falls to Orange Cassidy, it just, I don't know, man. Pac just seems like another guy that they just don't know what to do with. I mean, he is such a phenomenally gifted performer. He looks the part, he feels the part, he lives the part. And Orange Cassidy is a fun gimmick. And he's a good wrestler. He's a better wrestler than people give him credit for. And this was a pretty good match, except for the fact that I, I just don't get it. I mean, I'd rather him be TNT champion than All-Atlantic champion. It just feels like you got to put a belt on somebody. 
You also had Wardlow kicking around a little bit, going against that Brian Cage group. You had uh, Samoa Joe come out. You had uh, now Sean Spears is back with the old 10 gimmick. So I guess he's a good guy now, which is, I'm trying to wrap my head around this. So Sean Spears hasn't been there in a couple months. The last time we saw, saw Sean Spears, he was, which is hard to say, let me tell you. The last time we saw Spears, I'll, I'll make it easier on myself. He was MJF's backup man, a hype man against Wardlow, right? And now all of a sudden Sean Spears and Wardlow are cool and everything's fine. Did I miss something? Did I not get the, what? Huh? Excuse me? How did that happen? Doesn't matter, I guess. We just have to move on. I mean, can we at least have a moment where we acknowledge it? I don't know. But that was a little weird. Ugh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? So, uh, look, AEW, I mean, we're going to Hangman and, and John Moxley again. I can only assume Hangman's going to lose to John Moxley. Uh, I mean, I can only assume that's where we're going here. It, this was... I'll tell you what, last week's Dynamite was much better than this week's for sure. And they were in Canada, so I was had big hopes for it. MJF, when he's not wrestling, is it's unfortunate that he's not wrestling. He just did a promo, and of course, he's one of the highlights of the shows. The thing I did like, though, was Swerve Strickland versus Billy Gunn. I actually did like this. Billy Gunn, you know, props to Billy Gunn, man. He's in his 50s. That guy looks better than most of the guys in, in wrestling, period. Uh, and Swerve as a heel is just good. He is really getting good. He will be back in WWE at some point. I guarantee it because they won't know what to do with him in AEW now. And I'm telling you, they should because he's very, very good. So again, it was kind of an underwhelming night for AEW. Um, I just, you know, I, the Jericho stuff, I'm kind of just over. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't like 2.0 or whatever the hell they are now. I'm just never been a big yeah, the one guy's get the one guy in 2.0 really just feels like he is a poor man's Jim Neidhart, where he just makes his eyes really big and he stares at the camera and he screams at you and he just doesn't have the same charisma or likability factor. He's just annoying. Um, a couple other wrestling news and notes. Paige Van Zant apparently has kind of disappeared from the AEW scene. Remember they were pushing her for a hot minute and certainly she's got the right look and athleticism and apparently she was not putting all the work in. She was training with Grant Gangrel and Gangrel said. You know, she was really good, but she just wasn't working as hard. Now she's kind of, I guess she had some bare knuckle fighting thing and then that got canceled. But what happened to Paige Van Zandt? Hmm? I guess he said, ah, enough of Paige Van Zandt. We'll just get Paige instead. I don't know what happened. So kind of a, like a weird thing there. I don't know. But uh, AEW also did sign uh, Bandito, which I didn't, I do enjoy the Bandito. So he is fun. He is entertaining. He is perfect for AEW. Um, which means you'll probably never see him again. So, <laughs> right, so they signed him after that big match with Jericho. And where was he last night? Nowhere to be found. Nowhere. I don't get it. It makes my head hurt trying to find out why, trying to figure out why. Uh, but I don't know. <laughs> it's just a very, it's a very bizarre place. And, and I heard somebody say this and I thought it was really kind of spot on that, this is like Tony Khan. AEW is basically his chance to play with his wrestling figures. I mean, he's all grown up. He's a billionaire. And this is every, I mean, every kid's billionaire dream of, I can have my own wrestling company and play with wrestling figures and they happen to be real people. And 
You know, it's like, well, what guys can I get at the garage sale? And I can play with this guy. Oh, this guy. Oh, cool. This guy used to be cool. I got him on the cheap because nobody had him anymore. I bought him at a garage sale and I got him online at eBay and I could get all these guys together and all this person just, oh, someone threw out this figure. Awesome. I love this figure. It's a really good analogy for what AEW is. AEW still has amazing moments. God, I mean, MJF should be champion now, just now. Like, let's just pull the trigger on it. I don't know what we're doing with his booking right now. Putting him with the Stokely thing. Like now, all of a sudden, now he doesn't like Stokely. Two weeks later, it just, it makes no sense. It's got no direction. Sean Spears and Wardlow are friends now. How did that happen? Uh, what? What? It is nuts. And I know sometimes it takes a little time to get things back on track. And maybe that's what JR is doing or whoever is helping Tony Khan book now. I don't know. All I know is this. It is all over the place. And AEW sporadically has some really fun matches worth watching when certain guys are in the ring. And when certain guys aren't in the ring, <laughs> it is not as much fun to watch. I watch it anyway because I'm rooting for it. I know that sounds weird because I crap on it, but I'm rooting for it. I want AEW to be good. I love wrestling. I want to have more wrestling than I enjoy to watch. I don't want to have wrestling that I fast forward on the DVR through. That's not what I want to do. That's not my joy in life. But one can only hope we elevate the swerves of the world. We push away the jungle boys of the world. One can only hope that we start to elevate again Hangman Adam Page. Once again, we continue to... I mean, I like that we elevated the acclaimed. The acclaimed are fun. Everybody loves the acclaimed. So there's some good things there. But at the same time, it's so inconsistent. And right now, it just feels like a bunch of guys who are at the top who are past their prime and then a bunch of guys underneath who aren't given the right direction up and everybody's got a belt. And FTR is another one too. I mean, FTR is every single belt except the one that matters, which is the AEW championship. So like they come on there, they had so many belts that Dax literally dropped the, the microphone because he couldn't carry all the belts they have. And meanwhile, the only one they should have is the one the acclaimed hat. So more FTR, more Wardlow, more of those things is good. That's what I want to see AEW do. And WWE has been good. I mean, let's be honest, man. I mean, they've done a, the booking of the Bray Wyatt return with the White Rabbit and the QR codes and stuff. I've never seen anything like it before. It's awesome. It's clever. It kept you entertaining. It kept you engaged. It kept you watching. Triple H is winning the battle of theater right now, without a doubt. And in terms of product, it's no contest right now. Sorry, folks. And oh, you'll love AW. That's fine. Let's see what NXT starts to rebirth and redo. There's a couple people really good there. We shall see, but hopefully we don't bring back everybody to WWE and all of a sudden have the same problem where the roster's bloated and we've got too many guys and they're unhappy and all that crap. So it's a delicate balance. We'll see how things go for the next few weeks. In the meantime, don't forget to subscribe to In This Ring wherever you get your pods. Follow me on the Twitter machine at JoePizzaPS17 and at In This Ring and join the ITL Army over on Patreon at In This League. That'll do it for me, and that's the bottom line, because Joe P. said so. Scissor me, daddy ass! <laughs>